to a gangland theater near you. Every echidna has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents already? A Badoof! I knew it! Hi, I'm Green Badoof. Let's play! He's something, isn't he? This is Blastwaves. Good night, Blastwave. Good night. And good night to you too, Green Badoof. Everyone knows most gameplay happens at home, but this is no mere game. I'm Detective Mike Knuckles. Blast wave! The game is all-consuming. A procedurally generated universe. Someone's moved in with the Blast Wave family, and so has Obsession. I know who calls all this gamer rage. It's Green Badoof! No one believes you about Green Badoof! came alive in my hand and shouted to me about antimatter! Why don't you believe me? Because I play games. I play games and I'm rational! No one believes the truth. Or listens long enough to tell it. There's so much complexity to No Man's Sky. So there's nothing wrong with watching a Let's Play. And now, Tales from the Map. typewriter in my room in the Angel. It's been a few months since we began exploration of the fiery lava lands. A page of a tale I do not remember writing sticks out of the typewriter. It reads that there's something cold in the depths. Something we've been searching for. Our companions will discover it, apparently. I reach for the record button next to the typewriter. The last tales from the map was in 2021. I feel as though I'm being pulled between two worlds, but with the press of the button, I'm pulled back to reality. <laughs> they were coordinated, no bones about it. But our scream work was better. <laughs> Hello, kitties. This is your horrifying host, the Gamekeeper, just grinding out a few fears on Modern Warscare 2's Rattle Pass. But let's take the dead phones off here. The season is quite addicting. But speaking of seasons, tonight's serialized story plays out like a six-part televisual program from 2010. It has all the right pieces for some supernatural suspense. Light, darkness, and a man stuck between them both. How <clears throat> novel that our protagonist is a writer. Twists, turns, and a dash of terror. It's all you could want from a good book. I call this hardcover horror a remedy for sleep. And it starts like any other thriller, with a leap 
of faith off the Fort Fright Battle Bus. Alan Wake is in Fortnite, Robert. That's real. Real. <laughs> you know what else is in Fortnite? What? Um, someone wearing a certain mask. Um, oh, true. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's sort of a very... The mask is very pale... You know, doesn't have mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. you know, it takes the forms of a lot of things. Very, you know, you can shape it into a lot of things. It's, uh, a, it's a thing from a, a scary movie about Halloween. Th- it takes place Couldn't on possibly be the title um, of the movie, couldn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they, uh, you know, that uh, they put in, um, they put in, uh, uh, pump, uh, was it Pumpkinhead from, <laughs> from the movie Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Oh, they did. <laughs> from the Nightmare oh, Before Christmas. They did put Jack. Yes, or they're they're going to at this point. So, Tales of the Map usually doesn't drop till the last week of October. Mm-hmm. But we're dropping it a week early this year, obviously, because there's a big, big deal of a game. Actually, two of them coming out next week that we're going to kind of cover at the end of the month. But this Tales from the Map, man. And we're starting off strong here with some Fortnite news. <laughs> but, I digress. The long-awaited reveal of the secret game that we have been... I don't know. It feels like we've been mentioning it like here and there on the podcast for the past five or six weeks now. We're going to talk about Alan Wake. So, you finished Alan Wake like over a month ago. So I did. Something... I said, okay, because... So, little little behind the scenes of, of the podcast. Our, our episode 150 is a little different from what we had initially planned, but yeah. it is more in line with the usual, like, milestone episodes we do. It was going to be a little different, but we decided against that because um, we are both very busy, of course, and Alan Wake um, is a lot to, you know, take in. And then the one major game we were going to play for 150 is, like, I, I don't know if I would have had it in me to actually finish that game because I've never finished it. <laughs> It, it would have been, I think it, I don't know. Would it have been difficult? I don't know. I can't. I can't really tell if it would have been more difficult or not. But I guess Alan Wake fits in more of the Halloween theme, so it fits in. Which is weird because what we'll talk about is that Alan Wake's not really a horror movie. It's more of a suspenseful, uh, like thriller than anything. It's not. There's no real horror element to it. We we will get to Alan Wake, and this is the. Warning I will give, we are going to be spoiling the entire game of Alan Wake, and we are probably, and by probably I mean we are going to spoil the uh, Altered World Event DLC, which is a DLC for Control. But before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, the ee-hee-hee to my hee-hee-hee, Robert. How you doing? Uh, the last week I've been pretty tired but other than that fine you know can't really complain what about you i've been pretty good too uh also very tired like usual i think that's just the running trend lately um guess what i finished the call of duty modern warfare 2 battle pass i'm telling you like you don't already know but like oh oh boy (laughs) i don't know how you just the the mad grind to finish that and like I think is what the third week into that battle pass, the f- only second week into it. Yeah, dude, I really wanted it done. I will. I mean, the way my mind works with battle passes is, is like I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, so if the battle pass gives me the opportunity to finish that all at once, then I'm gonna go ahead and go for it. But um, 
other than that, um, we are we are prepping, of course, for Spider-Man, Super Mario Wonder, and our episode 150. After that, we'll go on a small break and then return in, in January. Um, but Tales from the Map. We didn't actually get to do Tales from the Map last year. Our, our break from episode 100 ended literally the week after Tales from the Map would have dropped. Mm-hmm. So it has been two years since since the Resident Evil Village special, which is crazy because, like, that was two years ago. And, like, it just seems like it, was, it wasn't even that long ago at all talking about, you know, Village on here. It's like, been two I vividly years already? remember that one. Oh, yeah, man. dude. And and we had that skit in the beginning where Green Badoof and the Dracula teeth. I went back and listened to it a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh my god, these classic markers on the map <laughs> skits. <laughs> classic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so we'll get right into it without further delay. Alan Wake, we played the remastered version, which came out, I believe, two years ago on next-gen consoles at the time, so PS4. There's a PS5 version, obviously. Um, so that's the one we played. Um, so we did get like 60 frames and everything. Mm. And then Control Altered World Events, I played, I believe, in 2021 in like January or something um, before the PS5 edition of uh, Control ever came out. Um, so it like this is a 2010 video game that was like a Microsoft and Xbox exclusive for a while. It's made by Remedy. They did Max Payne, Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, um, Control, obviously, Quantum Break, um, and a few other things you might have heard of. I, I inherently trust Remedy a lot after Control mm-hmm. because Control is like one of like the great modern video games in, in most respects from storytelling to gameplay and just like fluidity of it all. Um, so, But for Alan Wake, though, it's a little bit earlier of a you know endeavor for them and because the story is it, it's a very dense game like the gameplay is is uh, like surface level almost but the story itself is so dense we'd be in over our heads bringing up just every plot point you could possibly do in in an hour of tales from the map or mm-hmm. however long it goes on for um so we're we're going to be a little more brief as usual um, when talking about plot and everything like that. And, like, th- it, that's not to say there's not going to be a, a dense discussion of plot. Um, but we are going to also have the Wikipedia page handy because there are a lot of things to keep track of in this game. Um, I know both of us did not go for the manuscript pages. Like, I collected it as you did if I saw it on my path, but I didn't, like, go out of my way to find the manuscript pages because I'm like, nope, we're on, like, a deadline for Halloween to, to finish Alan Wake. Uh, the thing is, like, for games like this, where for some reason they have collectibles, I don't understand it because if you're gonna, if it's an open world game, that where like collectibles make sense. We're like, okay, yeah, you can go around, find things, collect things. But games that sort of just want to be this kind of story narrative based game, why would there be collectibles to collect? I don't understand that. It's just kind of like breaking the flow of just playing through the story and just getting through the game. You mean like the coffee thermoses and all that? Mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I'm I'm thinking of like where's the best place to start? Um, from the beginning, maybe at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, like you start in the middle. <laughs> so Alan Wake, he's a writer, and he's going on like a he he's going on two years of writer's block. So he's written these uh, Ale- I think it's Alex Casey um, novels, and he's like 
basically the the he he killed off his main character Alex Casey in in the last novel now he's working on one called Departure however he's been in this writer's block so he kind of wakes up in this dream where he's being attacked by um figures in the dark mm-hmm. or a dark force basically he it, it doesn't quite get to figures right away but it's like a dark force and it's like this shadow force that's trying to attack him and then this 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 guy appears in this suit like an astronaut slash diving suit and he's telling him to like use the light to fend off the shadows which brings us to like the core gameplay mechanic of alan wake um but before we can get to any of that um alan wake and his wife alice are headed to a place called bright falls it's a town in washington up in the mountains and things start getting weird pretty quick with alan going to this diner and trying to get these keys um from from the landlord but he can't locate the landlord and all of a sudden this like haunting old lady gives him the keys it is also i guess to point out that there is a person telling alan wake not to go into the darkness true and i feel like once you finish the game, you kind of see the clues are there from the get-go. Like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that this is where the lady shows up towards the end, right? Yeah. Cynthia Weaver, there we go, there Cynthia we go. Weaver. Um, yeah, she's telling him not to go into the darkness. Of course, he gets the keys from the the lady. Um, and I'm so sorry, I, I cannot remember the name of, of the lady. I think it might well, be, like, Jagger. I think it is, actually, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure what her name is. I'll have to refer to her as the lady. Well, I think the game kind of just doesn't really say her name. They just refer yeah. to her as just, you know, like, the lady. Like She is, like, the old woman that is in the darkness. I mean, because she, she basically tells Mr. Wake that, oh, the, yeah, the dude that you're, you're going to see, yeah, he's not here at the moment, so I'll just give you the keys right here. He's fallen ill. <laughs> yeah, Mysterious fallen ill today. However, on the way away from the diner when they're driving off... Uh, the guy, Stucky, he's coming out shouting at Alan Wake that he has the keys. So nothing's wrong with him. We know something's up. Yeah. Um, then Alan and Alice head to Cauldron Lake, which is where everything kind of goes down. So it, it's kind of a getaway for Alan Wake. But Alice is using it as like, oh, maybe we could get you somewhere where you could start riding again. So he's trying to kind of like, uh, what's, what's the word? I'm like, like get him to go see this doctor like break the writer's yeah, block by by making him go see dr Hartman. yeah this this doctor claims to be some type of human like 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 mental psyche like doctor that helps writers with their like creative blockage or something like that which yeah if you're if you're a very creative person you could kind of see that that is a very annoying thing to hear and for people to suggest saying Oh, you you want me to go see a doctor to help me with my creative blockage? Like, really? Like, no one no one wants to be in any type of creative blockage. But it's even yeah. worse when they suggest go see this doctor who who's pretty like even from the get go, Alan can tell this guy's probably full of himself because he claims to be this award winning doctor. And he's not too happy with Alice because this was supposed to be their getaway, but now he's he's mad that she's trying to, like, force this onto him. And the power goes out, and actually, Alice is, like, like it's, it's like, a, it's beyond being purely afraid of the dark. 
Um, I can't remember if they named what it was, but it was definitely like a huge phobia of the dark. Um, and Alan just kind of like <laughs> leaves in anger, but then she's crying for help, and then she ends up falling into the lake. Yeah. Alan goes in after her, but completely blacks out when he comes or as he goes down. Yeah, it's mid probably like mid uh falling into the water he wakes up in a different scenario it's a scenario where he had driven his car off of the road and then he's headed towards the gas station and this is where like the actual gameplay aspect of alan wake starts beyond just running from a force that's chasing you um so these are shadowy figures called the taken and the way that the taken are dealt with so I guess we should say Alan Wake is a third-person shooter, I think okay, yeah, it's fair to say. <laughs> this episode is going to be pretty... Uh, this car- this creative episode blockage is really killing us. But Alan Wake is a third-person, uh, you know, behind-the-shoulder game shooter. It, it's definitely yes, that. Yes, it's in the vein of something like Resident Evil Resident 4 Evil, or 5, you know, you know, stuff like that. Games like Mafia 2, Resident Evil, where it's just like you play yeah. a third person and you go around... Coll- actually, it was funny. I like how Mafia 2 and Alan Wake actually kind of share kind of the same type of gameplay design and like the way you play it. It's very, mm-hmm. it's weird in that sense. It's very funny. What, you shine a flashlight on enemies in oh, Mafia 2? Oh, definitely. <laughs> but no, just like each, epi- each episode and then like you, it wants to explore and find collectibles, but it's just like it kind of breaks the flow of the game. You know, it's just it's just it's just a weird. I guess you know, there's third person shooter game. Yeah, um, but Alan Wake is it's like it's it's got its own unique twist on it, which is kind of like I feel like it's a remedy thing because Control also has its unique twist on on the third person shooter formula, where you're not simply shooting a gun. Uh-huh. You are, but first you have to boost the, a flashlight at the enemies, and there will be like a shrinking circle of light. And then the enemies are only vulnerable to Alan's bullets after they've been completely, I, I guess we could call it blinded by light or something. As, as soon as that circle closes, there'll be like a visible pop from the enemies alerting the player that they can be shot. I, I guess it's more or less your, your, the idea is like being in a dark room. You go in there and you turn the light switch on. Now the darkness is gone. It's co- The enemy is coated with this shadow of darkness. So you use the flashlight mm-hmm. to remove it from that enemy which would allow it to take its damage it's it's interesting to point out i played on easy you played on normal and like like watching you play through on normal there are definitely some differences in like the amount of time it takes mm-hmm. to do certain things the the enemy density seemed different to me but I, I have no way to be sure you definitely take more damage on normal um except from the birds i think the birds is like no damage at all hardly um mm-hmm. unless you get like hit like straight on i don't know i found the damage to be a little unreliable i didn't know how much whatever enemy was going to take out in, in as far as gameplay goes there's some good and bad the good i think is this idea of the interesting concept of using the light and then shooting the bullets like having to stun the enemies you're not really stunning them, but like think of it as a stun. Mm-hmm. It's a temporary stun. And you've got different things to help you with that. You've got different levels of flashlights. By the end, you're carrying around like a big lantern thing that you can shine on enemies. Sometimes you have flares that you can hold and they will, like as long as you're close to enemies, it will shrink that circle down for them with the flare. And I actually didn't know that they, they could be dropped because i always just let mine burn oh, out but you can yeah, drop them the, and enemies won't you know get near you that's <laughs> how like i would use it to like 
if I knew that like there's gonna be so much enemies, I can't fight them all. I would just use the flare to kind of build a, a a path for me to let the enemies not like they're not gonna follow me behind. I just leave a flare behind a little, and then you know they'll they'll back up for. Um, there's also the flare gun, which is a really good weapon, good for taking out like if you're being ganged up on by three or four of the taken. Um, the flare gun will do work. There's also like the the grenade, the flash grenade, probably the best weapon in the game where you just like toss it and it really doesn't matter how close they are it just seems to take everything nearby out so i really like that there's a couple of different guns you get you get a regular pistol you get the uh the shotgun you get the pump action shotgun which is my favorite weapon you get the hunting rifle i think that's it aside from you know the flare gun but we already brought that up and the 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 third person shooter element of it is fine what i like about alan wake and this was like the core conceit of what i felt would be like prudent to talk about in this one is that it does very much for better and worse feel like a game of its time Mm -hmm. um but it like last week if you listen to last week's episode we talked a lot about like we had it good back when (laughs) this game or this store or whatever we had it good in 2010 when our third person shooters a la alan wake weren't bogged down with leveling up your character and distributing skill points and getting technique skills or having to worry about so many different ammo it's like it's a very simple game i'm I'm trying to see when that type of gameplay is is just not it's too much of just like uh how do i say it's just like why is this in here realistically when you have to like man imagine if like in this game if it was released today with modern sort of like tr- skill trees like games like Borderlands and God of War where you can make Alan Wake's well here's the thing I wish a stamina you could upgrade because true <laughs> talk, true Alan Wake has the worst <laughs> stamina I've ever seen in any video game protagonist ever and I think that's meant to be on purpose as you did point out that it it, it it does have these survival horror elements to it like we know that it doesn't fully become survival horror until alan wake 2 but this does have those elements of like we are not going to let you just run past every enemy the 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 idea this is why i didn't get mad at the stamina myself too much it's it's the idea that yes i am playing a game like a resident evil where the movement is inherently like made slower to increase the tension of the enemies coming at yeah you. well i also think that you pointed out that He's kind of meant to be, he's kind of written as to be, like, this kind of goofy character. Like, yeah. he's, he's put in a scenario where you, most people, if it was a generic story, they would write him being, he finds his whole hero, you know, traits, and he becomes this bigger-than-life person. But, then, like, but at the end of the day, he's kind of written as kind of this, like, just big, like, goofball. And he kind of does things yeah. that just, you're like, that. I don't know how that would... I would say is more real a realistic outcome than it would be if someone just magically becomes the biggest hero in the world when they're in this put in a situation like this. Yeah. See, look, and even in Resident Evil, like I'll get to why this I'll get to why this doesn't quite work. But like you get to Resident Evil, you think about okay, these characters are trained professionals. Alan Wake is just a dude, just Pretty a writer. He's just a writer. He, yeah. However, so like I get why the stamina thing works the way it does in the context of it being a like thriller type game the problem however is you do want things to work as intended and that was my issue and your issue i think with the dodge now i don't know if the dodge was based off stamina but like it, it's not as reliable as you want 
especially if you get locked mm-hmm. into those three hit combos from those enemies with like the sickles it's like you really can't dodge out of that once you're locked into that you know that combo mm-hmm. i was i was gonna say it i don't think it works like 90 percent of the time it only works a very few times it's one of those things where yeah. it's it's one of those systems when it it's definitely even when the game is remade it kind of pinpoints the year it was made because that dodging system is not the best and and you know and to say the least no it it should have some sort of see this is this is what makes control so good it does have these accessibility options that let you like tweak things like that so alan wake could bear from having a visual indicator um like something like god of war has where it's like it shows a little red line behind alan wake if there's an enemy coming up behind you or something like that because I find this game very difficult to play without actually being able to hear it. So this is a game that I cannot play without actually hearing it because I will always get attacked from behind. And so like that 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 single audio cue mm-hmm. um is what allows me to do that perfect dodge from the enemy that's throwing something behind me, but like the fact that it's an audio cue only, I feel like that's an accessibility issue that should be addressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, see, yeah. So the imagine, like, the, I didn't even think about it like that. That would be an issue, especially in like normal mode when enemy types can just sneak up right behind you, and it yeah, happens. They quite do often. that on easy as well. Yeah, it's like yeah, it happens all the time. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Imagine if like you're you're hard of hearing, you can't hear that that. Makes sound. me wonder if there oh, is man. an option like because th- if there's not an I haven't quite looked through the options so I can't really say that there is or there isn't but the, if there isn't it would be a huge oversight I think um, I might have to take a look at like a video of accessibility but I also I also could see I always I guess I could tell anyone that even if you were like sort of hard of hearing it, it's just like you you I, I would still get hit no matter what even if there is like there is a, a sound cue i didn't even i couldn't even tell half the time i would say not even half the most of the time i couldn't even tell it just doesn't it yeah. doesn't really help i think it's a very 2012 you know mechanic when it, the game was released i i had issues later on with you know those enemies that get you into those combos i had issues with like always having just a little sliver of health left and having to like run away from the encounter to let it charge back up and then run back in and get a few hits in and then like you didn't have that issue on on it with yours um i i didn't know like you really enlightened me on just how many fights you could run past because your (laughs) resources are a little more limited on normal mode like i know i always had like 20 batteries in the flashlight full ammo in the guns and everything and i was doing every fight um but (laughs) i was very enlightened at how much you could actually just bypass which would have helped because those last couple of chapters were a little bit more frustrating for me like um on on the turning bridge in chapter five we'll get to chapter five in a little Mm. bit but that turning bridge um i actually got onto that bridge and fought the birds (laughs) instead of just like waiting on that side really i'm like wait i could have just waited and then it didn't register with me the first time that it would keep going because i thought it was gonna stop you know like most bridges that turn in a game it will stop Mm mm-hmm this one did it. This one just keeps going. So I was like, oh, I have to run across again. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait, let me run back because that's the side that, that's going to stop on the side I'm supposed to be on. Um, but the gameplay, I like that it's simple. Mm-hmm. I just think that there are a few unreliable things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little worried about there not being a reticle, but the flashlight does a good job of acting as one. Um, the one thing that really just bothered me the whole way through is that like it defaulted to 
being over Alan's left shoulder and having him on the right side of the screen. And it just kept defaulting to that, how, however many times I pressed it to, to have him on the left looking over his right shoulder. I, I had to just keep clicking the stick down through the whole game. Because no ma- like I would click and it would switch for a while, and then if I turned the camera or something, it would go back and I'm like, okay. It's, it's a nitpick, mm-hmm. but like it bothered me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely did have a lot of moments where I was just like, I'm not going to... Remember when I took that truck into the final part and I had to fight that big old, like, uh, excavator? The tractor. Yeah, that big... You remember the truck that I took? And then, like, you're like, did you... Because I asked, like, did you go on foot and did you, like, fight it with your flashlight? Because like, I just bring the truck around and just I shoot did. with I did. I absolutely headlights. fought it with yeah, the flashlight. Yeah, like, <laughs> just bring your truck around and you shoot with the headlights. And it, like, defeated in, in, like, less than a minute. I guess it's cool. a cool thing that, like, you could do it either way, though. So I guess that's one, like, yeah. positive to that situation. Well, I guess... What other... What else can we like, so? What else can we discuss about the gameplay? Because we really should talk about the story. Because the gameplay. Because the one thing we'll say is that the gameplay never changes from beginning to yes, end. Yes, it is very consistent. You can just it's the same. Like it, once you play the first episode, even like the first second episode, you can pretty much just talk about the gameplay and the way it plays off that because it will never change. Nothing actually ever changes. Yes, only the context of it changes. So you might be fighting a bird like group a flock of birds um you might be doing a little basic defense while something is charging or opening up or you might be fighting a a machine like a tractor or something or you know a tornado at the end Mm -hmm. or you might be fighting against like these uh these versions of the taken and we ain't talking about destiny um that are that they go invisible in the like teleport around and they're really obnoxious although i feel like i had more trouble with them than you did um but yeah the gameplay the inherent gameplay is is largely unchanged i think to the detriment because i think alan wake could have had less gameplay and still been just as good Mm -hmm. like there there were moments of this game stretches of gameplay where i thought they were just stretching it out for game's sake in in that 2010 kind of way mm-hmm. like games will do that every every game will do that nowadays but like this this feels like an early example of oh we gotta have a little bit more game here maybe 15 more minutes of gameplay in this chapter just because you know there's some kind of requisite gameplay content in it but yeah the gameplay it's all right i like its simplicity uh-huh. um so we are headed where were we in the story we were just getting through um the taken and and he finds that like there's pages of the departure manuscript being left around this is a story that he wrote yeah but has no memory. we kind of left off just because the first enemy type and how enemies work then we just got to kind of gameplay so we're still kind of in where we're he first escapes so it's like him going through he or so the first part he wants he crashes his vehicle he needs to get to get to somewhere, so he sees. I believe it's a gas station. I forget who the. It's the guy who tries to give you the keys in the beginning. What was his name? Yeah, Stucky. Stucky. You have to basically. Carl yeah, you have to go to his gas. He doesn't know it's his gas station, but it's. It, you find out it's his gas station. But he sees a, a place that probably has someone that can help him, or where he can contact some help. So that's where his mission is to go. That's when he encounters someone who's consumed by the darkness, and the darkness has taken over their, you know, psyche and their mind and the actions they do. And this is a funny mechanic where, uh, I didn't realize this, but you pointed out that they say f- weird facts. 
They'll just say oh, something yes. goofy <laughs> out of nowhere. That's my favorite part. <laughs> They'll just say something random. Like, it's usually, like, connected to their job or something. So these are the citizens of Bright Falls that are that are becoming the Taken. And the Dark Force is yeah. doing it to them. Um, but they just say, like, just random things. Like, uh, uh, make sure you look after your coworkers and yourself or something like that. So I was thinking some of them would come out and say, Back for Blood really isn't that bad of a game That's, in comparison to Saints Row. My favorite one was, uh, was like, Omega-3 fatty acids is good for your heart or something like Omega-3 that. Omega-3 fatty yeah. acids are good for you. I remember that one. I was like, that one's actually just so, it was just so random because it's just like, Omega-3 fatty acids is good for your heart. And I'm like, right. I like the one that came out and said, Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B.A. Start. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they, they say, so we get to the gas station. And Alan Wake has just defeated the owner of it. Um, and when the, 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 I guess we'll call him the, the fallen into, or I, what would we call them? We call them, were the enemies? The Taken? The Taken. Like the enemies? Yeah. The Taken? The Taken uh, pretty much don't leave a trace of anything. They just disappear. They just yeah. turn into white specks of flakes and just disappear into the night because I guess that's what happens. So there's really no. Like, Alan Wake will, like, I would say just have a pile of bodies, but they just disappear. So there's no real way they can connect anything to Mr. Wake. So he gets to the this gas station, calls the sheriff, the sheriff shows up, and, you know, from her perspective, she sees a man who seems like he was just in an accident, which he was, and he's all disoriented. He's just saying random things. He's saying things that might sound a little off and that he could not be you know he could be you know not right in the head because he just probably took a pretty nasty bang to it so alan wake kind of understands that too so he says you know what actually let me not say too much because she might think i'm crazy and agrees to go just see a doctor real quick so that's kind of like where episode one kind of ends right there where you know and each episode is weird because it's weird that they're not called chapters they go by episodes and it, it, it yeah feels so it's like, like a, a tv, TV show. show like i initially thought when i first saw that i'm like was this an episodic game so i did actually have to go look it up because i hadn't kept up with the news cycle of alan wake uh-huh. so i was like was this episodic no it was just done as a tv purpose, show yeah it was just the tr- it's uh, which i could say is a pretty original identity instead of it would work as a tv show i think oh i think the whole point of alan wake 2 is to kind of mess with the player not in the sense uh-huh. of like what was that? What was that game that it would, like? Let's just say like Psycho Mantis and Mega Solid. It wouldn't mess with your like turning your TV off or making you think it turned off or making you think it changed the channel. Like it wouldn't do that, but it would kind of put this idea that you're sort of watching Alan Wake, and then Alan Wake would watch Alan Wake on a TV that would talk about Alan yes. Wake. Like it would be so weird and just it, it just make you think that. Am I just being like, am I going to turn around and next thing you know, it's me in a different universe watching me watch Alan Wake, watch Alan Wake. Like it'll do something like that. Yeah, There's like the metaverse version of Alan Wake that's on the TV writing the book. And then the Alan Wake that's being written in the book where the events of the game are playing Mm. out. And then within that, there is a TV show that you can find a video of in every episode. It's like a Twilight Zone version of like video games called Night Spring. So there's a lot of whole like shows and books within books and shows and so on and so forth in this game. Um, So Alan's at the police station now. 
where where he gets the call mm-hmm. from somebody who says that they've kidnapped Alice and he wants the departure manuscript mm-hmm. in exchange. Dr. Hartman comes to the station there and then this is where like Alan Wake punches Dr. Hartman. <laughs> oh, I don't blame him because Dr. He just sounds so you go, he's like he's so full. Like when when Alan Wake later in the game, spoilers, when he's just like this is a guy who who just loves the way he sounds. It's just like, yeah, I can see that. Like this guy just likes him he just likes hearing himself talk and so like all oh right. yeah i mean just wait till we get to awe like dr hartman is somebody who is like basically using alan wake and thomas zane before him to try and control the darkness himself and this is when we see uh where we meet barry barry has been kind of in the background of episode one he was on phone calls and text messages but yeah we meet alan wake's lawyer and representative and his management his publicist yeah, his publicist he's kind of he's yeah. kind of everything at one like he he he'll he pretty much well it's like that but also it's his it's his best best friend i think barry is written to be the most likable character and barry is probably my favorite character oh he's the, the best the barry is the best character but yeah we meet barry and the doctor just you know he's like i don't want to press charges even though he you know because it would be an assault but he's like i don't want to press charges because he because he sees like this is just my example of this is why you need to join my hospital because look at you you're you're hurting people or whatever but it's like alan wake is very angry because he was like it was my idea for you to come here in the first place so he kind of puts the blame on him being like we wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't tell my wife that let's come to this place or a vacation just for you to like you know for for you to want to put me in some type of hospital and and try to whatever fix me that's why like okay that makes sense why he would be kind of upset and then in episode two, Alan Wake doesn't necessarily tell Barry what's going on, but he kind of he kind of tells him that just uh, Alice is sort of missing and that he has to. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. So the reason why people are obsessed with Mister Wake and sort of kind of not really like harm him, they want to capture him, so they'll use a lot of things as ransom. Is because I believe from what I picked up playing the game. Because at the end of the episode, we'll probably talk about, like, the meaning of the game. Is that, I guess they find pieces of the manuscript of the book, and they start reading it, and they realize, like, oh, wow, like, stuff that is written in here is not happened yet, but it'll happen in real time, and I'm watching it happen. So, maybe some people saw a page where maybe their character doesn't have the best ending, so they want to get the manuscript from Mr. Wake to change that outcome. Maybe they just are so obsessed that they might have this idea they can see a couple, you know, minutes or hours or days into the future so they can at least take that book being like, if I write whatever in this book, it comes true. So if I change it, I can make it work in my favor. The the manuscripts sort of have this sort of evil, like, just psyche that attaches to people that changes, like, their personality and makes them just do crazy things without them realizing that, it's making them do because it. that's where the taken came from too those are the citizens of the town yeah. that are attacking him but at least these aren't they're not sort of they're not like in this dark cloak of a shadow and like you know saying random facts you know stuff like mm-hmm. you know the the color blue is is you know is a nice color and stuff like that the sky is blue the original sound wave and transformers started in 1984 yeah pretty much yeah they don't say stuff like that but yeah it's sort of have this they're more sort of dangerous because we see it affect two people and like i said the kidnapper the kidnapper sort of calls alan wake telling him you know like i have alice you better hurry up and bring me the manuscript versus you know i'm you know you want to keep her alive or you want to keep her safe you better bring me that stuff 
Now, if I'm correct, the kidnapper was hired by Hartman. By the doctor, I think. By the doctor, I think so. I think that that was the games trying to connect those two together. Yeah, because like obviously, we know it a little better from AWE. Hartman does want to control the darkness. Like this is a man who is trying to control the darkness uh, under like with all circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like to get the feeling that Hartman is up to no good from the first time you see him is probably the correct feeling to get because he knows about the lake and everything. So um, you know he's he's trying to keep Alan. Like he he wakes up. Alan Wake wakes up at one point. This is after what we're gonna talk about next. But he's like he's in his office. I believe he's under Hartman's care. And um, Hartman's telling him he's, like, having a psychotic meltdown, basically. But rewinding a little before that, we have to it, we have to talk about Robert Nightingale, mm. the FBI agent that just shouts at Alan Wake all the time and just hates him so much. And he always just calls him a different author's name, like a James Joyce or a Stephen King. He's like, get your hands in the air, Stephen King. <laughs> I, I, that, I was going to say, well, episode two, episode's kind of, like, when you really break it down, episode's kind of pretty simple. He Alan Wake wakes goes you know this and that uh, and the kidnapper tells him you gotta meet me in this location. He goes to uh, a hotel where he meets the sheriff that he met earlier in a cafe, a, a different sheriff. Mm-hmm. Like he meets someone like yeah. that guy, and he Alan Wake has to wait till till night to you know to fall to meet the kidnapper at, at his location. So Barry and Alan sort of stay in the hotel waiting for night to fall. Then night comes, he has to go do his his mission, but then the darkness starts, you know, it, it works better, probably the best at night because there is no light, there's very little light. It's a very, yeah. uh, I would say, it's a very mountainous town, so there's very yeah, little... Yeah, so I'm like, how apropos that it's in the mountains, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it's like, it has very little street lights and stuff like that, it's very long, dark force and stuff like that so it, the darkness basically thrives here in this it's probably because it's where it's from if it's connected to the lake that's probably where you know that's where it's from so alan wake starts seeing all the crazy stuff happening at the hotel the sheriff that i could I, I, I forget his name but the sheriff the the one that shouts out all the um author names no no no, no. the sheriff that is helping oh with, yeah i don't know if he is named if, if he, but i know that the girl the yeah. girl is what's her um God, no, I can't remember her name. Because <laughs> she, they only really mention her in the final episode. Like she's there in the beginning, but then they only really kind of interact with that character at the very end. But oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about Cynthia Weaver. I'm talking about the girl that's with that mo- with you most of the game. Um, Sarah, Sarah Breaker. There we go. Oh, her. But um, yeah. That the, was it. The other sheriff kind of is attacked by the darkness. He and then now Alan has to fight his way through the darkness to get to the meetup point. And during that adventure, Alan Wake, I believe, is saved by uh, where he's saved by somebody. But from the from the get go, he recognizes that's the kidnapper. That's the guy that brought him here in the first place. That that yeah. He he's the guy that says, "Oh, that flashlight is chump. You know, that's chump stuff. This the flares is where it's at. That's where the real power is at." And then, uh, you know, Alan Wake confronts the kidnapper, saying, "You know, like, I know you're the kidnapper. Why did you do this?" And like I said, from the earlier, we're talking about. They want the, he wants the manuscript. He wants it for whatever reason. It's probably from the doctor's orders. Maybe the doctor convinced him in some way that in the book something happens and he has a terrible outcome so he has to change it. Or maybe he just, you know, they're great friends and, you know, the, he wants to help his friend out so he says he'll he'll do it in Alan Wake. And my question is, I want to know if he actually... Because he threatens with Alice, but does 
does he actually have Alice in sort of his like you know what I mean? Because like does can he I don't really think hurt so. Her? He's, he's, I don't think so because I think Alice was pretty much trapped in the darkness until the end of the game. Yeah, I think when Alan wrote her out. Yeah, I think what it is it's the darkness that's consuming the kidnapper is basically kind of bringing Alice from there like the hiding location where she's at to kind of be- make Alan Wake believe that the kidnapper is just some regular person that's holding her hostage that he can just get her by doing this stuff. Because what you know eventually in the game we find out is that this is how the book is written and that this is what the what the darkness wants the story to go like how to uh, go. Yeah, Alan Wake is crafting you know, he's not crafting a way out so much as he is crafting a story here. Pretty much. So you have to, like, when you're playing the game and trying to understand the plot, you have to understand that some decisions are made because that's how an author would write the character. Not just, oh, that's how I would, you know, win this video game because we know at the end of Alan Wake, Alan Wake doesn't really win the video game. He doesn't really win the book. He kind of just exists in that other plane at the end. Episode 2 ends with the kidnapper kind of dis- uh, escaping... Alan Wake uh, having to save Barry from a, a, an attack uh, uh, from crows. I believe they're crow- either the ravens. I believe they're just regular American crows. I don't think they're ravens, but mm-hmm. it may be ravens since it would be a direct reference to Edgar Allan Poe. Because the whole point is that it has a lot of things from a lot of arth- uh, authors like. Well, Stephen I think King. he was doing. St- I think he was doing Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Okay, so yeah, so it, it would be crows, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's that's the. I think they actually explicitly made the reference in the story. Like they make a few like uh, novelistic references in the story, references to authors and their works in this one too. Um, Either way, he gets attacked by a, 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 a group of birds, most yeah. likely crows. But the birds it wasn't a bad fight. It's easy to boost the light on them, and the like. The, it just kind of like auto boosts on them. Like it'll slightly move to whatever bird is closest to the light. I kind of liked fighting the birds. Yeah. they weren't that bad. Yeah, like I said, the, the boss fights aren't very terrible. Honestly, I will give it well, to they're this not, game. They're not like they're almost not boss fights. They're yeah, right? they're pretty much not bosses. They're just oh, some a little bit more tough enemies here. And I don't want to consider them boss fights, but yeah. So in episode three, we Rose from the last episode, ending episode two, basically calls Alan Wake to say that she has the man because all the kid ever wants is a manuscript. Turns yeah. out, Ro- and she's clearly possessed. She's it, 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 it game tells you that she's clearly possessed. Turns out. She doesn't have the manuscript. This is where we meet the FBI agent. This is where he it first shows him and that he wants to get Mr. Wake. And that's when he, we kind of, from the very beginning, we kind of realize that this guy is not the most sane FBI agent. This guy is kind of not the sanest man out there because he starts shooting. What do you mean, H.G. Wells? <laughs> he, he shoots at Mr. Wake. Who is not only not carrying anything at all, he's not being th- doing anything in a threatened manner, but he shoots at him while there's a civilian next to him. Because I believe the guy that, you know, there's, there's, there's a guy who's confronting Alan Wake about whatever happened to Rose or whatever, because she seems to be, like, in this, yeah. like, crazy state. He's like, I'm standing right yeah. here. So it shows that the FBI guy is not necessarily the, you know, best guy out there. Alan Wake has to hide and run from the police officers. Barry was... What was um was sort of uh put uh how do I say he was um he was uh not poisoned he was uh Rose aka the darkness slipped something in the drinks which causes them to sleep so Barry's kind of out of the picture for a bit Alan Wake has to run gets to a radio station he meets a gentleman that he met early on the ferry that he's a big fan of and you know he's host of a r- local radio station 
FBI mm-hmm. guy, same thing, shows that he's not the most level-headed guy. He starts shooting at the, the station with the radio guy in there who's just an old man who's a civilian who's done nothing wrong. He's, for some reason, really, really wants to get Alan because it seems like he wants to get part of the manuscript, which, you know, it turns out it probably is part of that. And then I forgot how episode three ends. I believe because he wants... To, oh, he wants to get to the old mining uh, camp yeah, to meet the, the kidnapper. And then he, he goes to the old mining area. He does his whole thing where he has to go through the old minings. He meets the kidnapper, but it seems like the, he does something to stop the kidnapper's sort of like... Like, in his tracks, the kidnapper seems visibly upset. Like, he's crying on the floor. Then the darkness swallows the kidnapper whole. Because the darkness can take many forms, but its most, I guess, dangerous form is when it's an actual tornado of darkness. It's literally an entity of darkness and in that lake. And then I believe... I want to know if episode 3... Is there a boss battle at the end? Like is a, that is this where you first fight a tractor or is that an episode? I think that's four episode two. Actually. It might be this episode as well, but it's between it's it's episode one and two. It's or I mean two and three. It's one of those. Yeah, because we know episode four has probably my favorite set piece of the game. Yeah, because um, with the stage and everything. Yeah, we'll get to that because in this and at the end of this episode, Alan Wake sort of jumps into the lake again to kind of it's kind of he's taking a leap of faith. So it, it ends there thinking that Alan Wake, you know, jumps back into the lake cuz it's always going to be tied back to that lake. Also, we didn't bring this up. Turns out that the cabin on the lake was it there was a cabin there, but it was destroyed after uh an earthquake happened yeah, yeah. back in the 70s. So there was a I cabin. think it was Sarah that said there's no yeah. actual cabin currently on yeah. Cauldron Lake. Like there was one but back, it got destroyed in the 70s. Like this takes place in that it's present time so 2010 like there's no cabin there anymore. So yeah. episode 4 starts off with Mr. Wake waking up by he's now in Hart, yeah. yeah, this is where he's in the care of Hartman. Yeah, he wakes up in the hospital in his hospital and and then the doctor's just like, oh, none of the stuff that you've thought about is real. It's all in your head. You're just having a bad dream. Your wife died and she drowned years back. She's been dead and you, you can't accept that fact. And, you know, in the beginning when I first thought of it, I was like, oh, maybe this guy's right. Maybe Alan Wake is just kind of going crazy because, you know, this and that. But then... It's just so many things I just pointed out that I think Alan Wake kind of does understand that this doctor is just full of himself and he's just saying a lot of, you know, things that aren't true because he's like, no, there's no way half the stuff I experience is just fake. There has to be more than two, uh, you know, to this stuff. And then that's where he meets uh, the old, uh, the old gods, these these old, two old dudes yes. that we saw earlier at the diner, but these two old guys that were in a rock band back, the, uh, back in the day. Well, they pretty much still are, I think. Because I think that stage was theirs, and at the end of the game, it does show them kind of, like, dancing at the deer fest I guess that's and everything. True. But, like, yeah, this this is kind of, like, bringing it just a little forward in Chapter 4 here. One of my favorite set pieces in this yeah. game, probably my favorite actual part of this game, has you on a stage playing one of their songs and fighting off a, it, probably the biggest horde of Taken in the yeah, entire because, game. Because what happens between that is just, this guy just keeps talking... Uh, he forces Alan Wake to just be like, oh, go to your room and write. Goes to nighttime. The old guy seems to have these this plan to kind of help Alan Somehow, either yeah. directly or indirectly, they want to help Alan Wake. They want to fight the man, yeah. man. That's all kind of really their, you know, their whole point. So, 
Alan Wake finally confronts the doctor, being like, he knows what's going on, which turns out it's true. The doctor does know what's going on. He, because in control, it kind of discussed that he knows what the darkness is. He wants to control it. So he knows what it is. So yeah. at, when the darkness comes, Alan Wake traps him in his closet or in his room. And that's all we see of him. I thought we were going to get like a big boss battle at the end of him, but I guess they didn't use that till the control DLC. But yeah, you lose, you meet, you meet back up with Barry. And that's when you go to the farm, because the whole point is that he wants to do the farm. That's when you get to the whole rock band set piece. That's when you know yeah. it happens. And now, I- is this this is right after the whole thing with, like, oh, no, Barry lost the key to the gate or something. You have to go around, and he's like, I can't find the key. I found a quarter. Oh, no, it's a twig. <laughs> <laughs> <While> yeah. <you're- laughs> and then I believe that's where it goes until – how does episode five end? Well, this is four. Oh, is it, and I, four? it ends. It ends – a little uh, like I, originally when I first played it, I couldn't remember. I thought it ended with the stage part, but there's a little more after it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not a whole bunch after it, and I cannot remember if Thomas Zane shows up. Oh, in chapter four, I remember in his like astronaut suit. I remember they they're they're, they're in, the, in the in the house in the farm. The FBI agents ar- arrest them. I remember they get. Oh, drunk. that's right. That's right. They get drunk, and then the Alan Alan wakes up from his dreams. You know, from 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 where he's when he was in his apartment with his wife. He wakes up. The FBI agents there, and he arrests both Barry and Alan. So the next yes, episode directly right. starts from them in the hospital, kind of the beginning of the of the you know the the deer uh, uh, deer fest. deer fest. Yeah. So then in then it is chapter four, I guess, where um, Thomas Zane shows up. Thomas Zane is revealed to be the last person that the yes. darkness tried to mess with like he's the one who was writing things and then we find out that that is where um uh uh, uh Alice. the um the old woman yeah. is revealed to have the form of jagger barbara jagger who is thomas zane's um spouse mm-hmm. and she had drowned in the lake just like alice did yeah so this is kind of like a repeating thing with the. But darkness. at least Zane can tell Alan that there is a way that. Yes, he's warning him. He's giving him hints, like very vague but still interesting hints. Yeah, it's just sort of like there, there's ways. But episode five begins with them in the j- in jail, and then the, and then the sheriff is just like, "Why do you have them? You know, they haven't done like you're pretty much not doing protocol. Like you're you're being kind of not the best person right now." And that's when he kind of just goes off the rails. He takes a page from the manuscript, and he realizes that crazy stuff happens. And he gets swept up by the the darkness. And that's when the sheriff believes Mr. Wake. Like, okay, I believe everything you say. What do we got to do? So now they got to go on this whole mission of getting to the to the to the helicopter. So basically, it's just at this chapter is just Alan Wake and the sheriff just walking through the entire city and going against the Taken and you know finding them off and this and that. To get to the helicopter. This is probably the gameplay-focused chapter of all of them. Yeah. Like, 4 and 5 have those long extended sequences that I felt could have been a little more shorter for pacing's sake. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. But, um... Which, weird. I was gonna say this. For some reasons, episodes 1, 3, or, or 2 and 3 are super long. But then, like, once you get to, like, 5 and 6, they're very short chapters. They seem long, but they're very short. They don't actually do... 4 is the longest, I think, yeah. though. Like, 4 is, like, literally, like, 2 and a half hours, I think. And that's not even, like, slowing down. Yeah. So, but for 5 and 6, for some reason, just, you, they go... But because, like, you literally just yeah, go to quick. the helicopter. You just do... Hold off the wave of taken enemies. You hold them down. You get to the helicopter. The helicopter... Uh, Alan Wick eventually gets sort of... The helicopter doesn't crash, but he... he 
electrical building. That's where you meet the lady yeah. from the first episode. The well-lit yeah. room. So this is where Cynthia Weaver comes in. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like obsessed with this well-lit room where she's constantly changing the light bulbs to make sure that it is a room that has no shadows. Yeah, because she, I think she understands what is with the lake and the darkness because she's afraid of it. So she sort yeah. of knows. So she, that's why she's so obsessed with light and just being in a very lit, in a very uh, well lit room. So then, on their way from from the electrical like station into the wellness room, uh, well lit well room. lit room. That's what I thought it was the whole time. But well, the well lit room, the helicopter the crashes. Room. So you assume that the sheriff and Barry are, are you know, she presumes to them to be dead. Alan being a real one, and Alan, you know, Barry being one of his closest friends. He wants to go save his friend because Barry's a real one. Um, he risks it all. Barry for was Barry. Through, he was a real one. He was. He said, "All right, uh, what is, darkness? All right, we'll, we'll go fight it, Alan. Like, we'll look darkness. At what for? <laughs> but turns out they're alive, dude. Barry is is has Barry showed up with his headlight at this point? He, that's this when he left the. Sh- this is when he left the. This is before. No, no, that was uh-huh. before. Is that's when he left the sheriff station? And they yeah, got to yeah. He comes up with a headlight uh-huh. and some Christmas lights around him. He's like, it's like garlic against zombies. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then I was like, let me get a headlight. He's like, sorry, last one from the general last store. One. <laughs> but um, so then he saves the sheriff and Barry, and then they get to the well-lit room. Then mm-hmm. pretty much turns out that Barry, not Barry, Alan Wake had a story about his wife because she's afraid of darkness. He had a story about this thing called uh this light switch he calls the clicker it you know click sound you know makes a click you know clicker um and it actually ties into how to defeat the darkness so alan wake puts two and two together that the story that he is witnessing that he is like i didn't write this but it's coming true turns out what it was the moment he left and jumped into the water into the lake he sort of lost part of his memory because the darkness consumed Alice and Wake, but darkness wants to take Alan to write more stories to break free and enter the reality of Alan, you know, the real reality. It wants to break free. That's its whole motive. That's why it tells like, oh, Alice is gone, but you can fix it by writing the story. And so darkness tricks Alan Wake in a moment where he can't remember to write the story. So that's when he finally figures it out that, you know, two and two, this story that he's, he has written, he remembers it now, where he written it, how he written it, and, you know, what happens, and why it's being done, because darkness now has its motivation, it wants to break free, and it chooses Alan Wake to be this sort of creative person, you know, writing so many stories that it could create a way to let me escape from this lake, and, you know, be out in the world and cause rampage, whatever darkness's goal is to be. So, that's where episode five ends, and we get to episode six, where... Everyone's be like, yeah, we're going to go help you, Alan Wake. But then Alan Wake decides, like, no, this is just for me to do alone. Because I think right <laughs> then and there, he figures out not necessarily how to win, but how to save Alice, which we'll obviously get to that. And all it is from episode six is just leaving the well-lit room and then just driving all the way to the lake. You'll fight a couple enemies here and there, but there's not really anything crazy. You're just getting from point A to point B with some op- obstacles around, you know, getting to there. The craziest part of it all is fighting a tornado. Pretty much. The, Not oh, many games have a tornado as a <laughs> The box. tractor. The, you find another excavator tractor. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that and then the tornado. Oh, and then the words. The Don't words, forget the yeah. words at so, the end. <laughs> Alan Wake gets to a point where it, the darkness starts putting these fake scenarios with different people and different names into Alan Wake's head. 
use the flashlight to, to turn on certain words to bring the you're basically he's trying to bring the the lake back into to reality where he's turning the words into the actual meaning so if, if it says bird and it flashes light on it it'll turn into a bird you know headlight yeah. electrical light stuff like that it'll turn into that word ice cap zone music say <laughs> sonic 3 with the ice cap zone sonic ultimate <laughs> that, that was a reference put, for a, put a light there <laughs> Oh, now imagine if we had a whole thing where if we had a flashlight like Alan Wake, and if it said a oh, word, oh yeah, if we had Alan Wake flashlight, what words would we turn? To? Uh, Haunted Mansion being re-released for modern consoles remake. Come on now, <laughs> but um, yeah. Then we get to kind of like I said the very because the story's pretty you know pretty short actually. Most of it's just get here to here. Short but to dense. Yeah. You gotta admit it's dense. It is pretty dense. It does have a pretty dense story. The taken yeah. are pretty. And they're pretty tough enemies, honestly, because of just how the yeah. gameplay design it is. But basically, what happens is Alan Wake understands that Alice cannot handle the darkness. That's her. That's her entire phobia. She cannot stand that. Compared to Alan, though, Alan kind of got over his fear of it. Even as a child, he he had a fear, but he got over it. So, if the darkness, he starting sees that okay, if darkness wants me. It can have me because the catch is he can save Alice, but can Alan Wake also save himself? No. What he does that he leaps into the lake and pretty much puts the clicker into the the lady. I forget what her name was. The, the you know the lady that, that darkness takes a Jagger. yeah ja- Jagger takes the physical form of and basically how uh, was it Zane says you have to put light into her heart you know into you know and to to get rid of shadows yeah. you got to put light in it. So it's basically like. Go to her heart and put some, you know, put light in there. He does, but what it does, it swaps Alice and Alan's places to now. Alice is, you know, in the reality. She's in the world. She escapes. But Alan Wake is now in the darkness world, in the room that he wrote the beginning of the, you know, the whole story of the, of the game, basically. he That's where he wrote the first story. And then remember, there is this character, Mr. Scratch, who is like almost a clone of Alan Wake. Pretty much. That shows up in that one little cutscene, but he also does show up in control, but calls himself Tom. So I'm wondering if it's also like a version of Thomas Zane. Like the, the control poses more questions, obviously. Um, but here at the ending, we do have Alice emerging, like you said. Mm-hmm. She is completely fine, as is. And we notice like certain things in the town, like. Um, the the lady from the diner is still kind of like possessed almost and the we FBI see nightingale agent. on the window yeah. yeah we like the 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 thought i've read the theory i've read is that he may be the new version of the darkness now that jagger is gone so now because basically darkness is not necessarily taken away entirely because dark at least for alan wake darkness is now set back 10 steps like if it was one step to making its goal it got thrown back you know 10 steps behind but Darkness still controls certain characters. But yeah. I think the beginning of the game answers the question of the entire game. Where Alan Wake is quoting a quote from Stephen King. Basically saying that the mystery of a story is better and stays along with the reader than, you know, an actual explanation of, you know, the mystery. The mystery lasts <laughs> longer than the actual, you know, answer. Which I think the yeah. whole point, which a lot of things in media, 
the most important thing about media it's just self-interpretation is what you believe happens that's just a lot of the big picture because not everything has to have a definitive ending sometimes you can make an ending that you think makes sense to you and that's with a lot of media that i guess a lot of good media that's where it dwells into where that's why it's good because you can get 10 people all 10 of them will have different opinions of how something ends, how what the meaning yeah. of it, and this and that. So it builds this kind of idea to let people have this conversation of what do you think happened. And like I said, my interpretation of Alan Wake is that Alan Wake, you know, he's been with darkness since the beginning of time, you know, because he was afraid of it and stuff like that. Darkness saw a potential of escaping into the real world through his stories and his creative mind and brings him to this lake, takes Alice as some type of bait, Alan Wake doesn't realize he wrote a story. Stuff starts to happen, but then he figures out how to defeat it. But in a way, also put darkness and like I said, he can handle darkness. His wife can't, but he can. So he sacrifices his real world, uh, real world position, and swaps it with his wife. So now he can sort of live in comfort with the idea of like, yeah, I don't, I can't be with Alice, but Alice can now live in the world where she is free from this darkness. It's interesting to think. Like, just in that in that Stephen King quote about mysteries, this has been a mystery for 13 years now. Um, Alan Wake 2 is barely dropping this month. And who's to say Alan Wake 2 wouldn't just pose more questions than answers? Mm-hmm. I think the assumption is that Alan Wake 2 will answer everyone's questions. But why do I get the feeling that there might be even more questions at the end of Alan Wake 2? Yeah, like I said, though, like I, said, I think the whole point, like I said, the mystery is more remembered then yeah. name anything in popular media where the ending is never really defined or there's no set ending it's there's very always, few things that can yeah. land an ending and one good one one comparison i can make is as somebody who's read and done you know a, their college work involved the reading and interpretation of books alan wake very feel like aside from feeling like a tv show also does feel like a book in that respect Mm -hmm. where the author is not explaining to you the meaning of things it's really up to the reader to have their own personal interpretation Mm -hmm. and i i don't mind the game for that like i can see why people might be mad for not having an answer for that long especially like because there's a sequel coming out but i can also understand alan wake being this standalone game like, there was no indication that there'd be more Alan Wake aside from the, the DLC that released until AWE from Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it, 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 I think Alan Wake is one of those few games where anyone can have this sort of theory behind it. And it's it's more correct than, you know, like, every theory has just as equals, you know, punch and, and weight to it than, you know, any. It's because, like I said, it's self interpretation. You can pretty much put, maybe you can put the theory that none of this is real and that's all a video game. Go ahead. That has way. That has a lot more weight than actually trying to figure out the story of Alan Wake. Because at the end, like that's a, this true. time, the game is real moment. Yeah, like that's true. You know, like that is true. It's just a game. Like this, Alan Wake's not a real person. It's true. You know, that's what I mean. Like self interpretation will always be the best thing for any media to sort of hang on because it like it has that conversation start. Like, what do you think happens at the end of Alan Wake? What do you think the whole meaning of it is? It is definitely a game that has been talked about the duration of the time that it has been a game that was released. Um, so Control, then, in its second DLC, does continue the story a bit. Mm-hmm. Jesse is hearing and seeing Alan Wake at the motel, but not really understanding the situation of what's going on. She knows that he's trapped somewhere, 
and that there was an AWE in Bright Falls. So Bright Falls itself, the lake, the darkness, it could be called one of those altered world events that the Federal Bureau of Control investigates. And Control would make me think that, yes, the clicker is probably one of those objects of power that they hold in the oldest mm-hmm. house. Um, but the ma- the main thing I want to bring up from the DLC is Hartman. Hartman dove into the lake, apparently, to try and control the darkness himself. But in doing that, he became kind of like an embodiment of darkness. So he has been held at the oldest house. And then at the end of AWE, Jesse does have to fight a version of Hartman where he has turned into this like actual like giant monster thing. So it's interesting to see that like, yes, control does explain that Hartman was trying to use the darkness for his own gain, control it and craft things with it and ended up becoming this like monster that she had to take down with her service Mm -hmm. weapon. Um, in this kind of like shared universe thing. So where we pick up with an Alan Wake two is that he's been trapped there for years and Alan Wake two as we know, we haven't played it yet. It's not out yet. It's not out till, until the 27th of this month. Um, but you have two different, you know, stories going on. You have Saga's story in, like, a version of the real world. And then you have Alan Wake's story. So it's, it's a survival horror game where you're playing as two different people. It looks really good. It might answer some questions. But, you know, as we discussed, it might not. It might just pose more questions. Either way, it's shaping up to be an interesting thing and i think alan wake as a franchise as an idea is a very interesting it's a it's a it's a messy uneven but very fun and interesting to talk about kind of game yeah that's to say the least it i think the <laughs> gameplay is you know not the most desired thing but the story it's it's of its time yeah. for good and worse <laughs> or for good and bad if you if 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 you ever frustrated this game, because I was frustrated at a couple points, I I did quote saying this game should have stayed delisted. <laughs> this game should have stayed delisted, but it, it's a fine game. If you're somebody who gets frustrated at games like me, just play on easy, and you'll only get frustrated in chapter five and six. <laughs> Pretty much, but uh, other than that, it's a fine game. I do think it has a much more compelling story than anything. The story is much better than the gameplay itself, which. Brings yes, the question. It's definitely like lens should have been a move, a TV show more than a game. But uh, uh, you know, maybe some stuff just doesn't work as a TV show. Much better as a game. But yeah, if they're bringing the survival horror elements into Alan Wake Two, I'm more interested to seeing if they stick the landing with that because we've seen the utmost perfection of that genre a few years back with Resident Evil Two mm-hmm. remake. So if it can be anything like that, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it about it. You know, I gotta commend you for remembering the story that well because <laughs> I was struggling. I was like, "Dang, go off!" <laughs> well, because like like I said, the story itself is pretty contained and pretty small. It's just that it's it, a lot of it is yeah. get from here to here, fight enemies all along the way there, and then you're there. But like the scene. order of yeah. thing, I remember like when we did Ghost of Tsushima, you were like on it with the story. Yeah. I was like, "Man, I had just replayed it, and I don't even remember this stuff." <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Alan Wake. It was all right. I think it was I can't a good wait for a sequel for, for Alan Sleep. Alan Sleep. See, is it Alan Wake two or is it Alan Wake three? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Robert, would you say we wrapped up Tales of the Map for twenty twenty three? This was the Tales on the Map. I, well, wait, this is a podcast episode. <laughs> we did a podcast episode. It sure is. 
We sure did. It's a little bit longer than usual, but I thought that was all right. I don't remember the. We did a. Po- I don't remember this episode. This is gonna be me a week it is later. Written. I don't remember recording <laughs> this episode. Oh God. Well, before I pass it to to our friend the gamekeeper, just a quick reminder: Spider Man Two next week. That's probably what we're gonna talk about. And oh, Hot Wheels! I'm playing Hot Wheels like right after this. Empire Mall Warfare Three Beta <laughs> anyway. here and there. Oh yeah, yeah, we we did do that. Modern Warfare Movement 3 is beta. back. Movement is back, baby. <laughs> anyway, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a five star rating and a review. Download an episode. Please subscribe. And we're also on Spotify. I'd say Google Podcasts, but we know I think Google is you know getting rid of Google Podcasts, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, tales from the map. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pass it back over to the gamekeeper for the sign off. Well, boils and ghouls, looks like Alan Wake is trapped between a place of darkness and one of fright. That is to say, his new sequel and the fever dream world of Fortnite. (laughs) Even the fictional worlds of games themselves aren't safe from the minds of the writers, but... Had I successfully completed a new episode of Tales from the Map? I looked at the typewriter and the manuscript was all there. I know it's just for Halloween that this moment kept replaying with different results, but there's also a part of me that did feel like I was trapped in the moment. It had been so long since the last special I'd felt as though I'd lost my touch. But with the promise of finding our second titan and continuing our journey back to Gameland, it struck me. A quote from a game long past. You know, Ellie, it's not a lake, it's an ocean. See you next time.